Hey, it's Sean. Hey, it's Bree. And this is I Can Explain. The podcast where we answer the questions that you were too afraid to ask. Wow, you really took my notes from last <laughs> week, eh? On the whole drive over here, I was like, I'm going to be happy today. <laughs> I'm not going to say it monotone. Because I did listen back to last week's episode, which, by the way, chef's kiss, I loved. <laughs> Incredible episode. Yeah, great content. Um, And I did... You know, acknowledge that, yes, I'm sounding very monotone at the beginning, and I know it's some people's first introduction to us, which if it is, welcome. And also, please remember to leave us five stars. Only. Only five stars. Yeah. And if you can only count to four, you're not for this podcast. You're not welcome. <laughs> <laughs> we welcome all except people that give less than exactly. five stars. And this week's topic is social media influencers. Mm-hmm. Which is great because we don't have one in the closet <laughs> today. <laughs> Just two followerless losers. <laughs> the shade, the shade. Um. Okay. Well, thank you for that. That was sweet. You're, You're always welcome. building me up here. Absolutely. I really, you know, I actually why I started this podcast and why I continue it is the positivity. Um, yeah. How I leave feeling better than I came. Yeah. No, but actually, that's not, that's true. I do have a lot of fucking fun here. Before we get started talking about this, though, since we are talking about influencers, I think it's very important that we plug ourselves. Yes. Which, um, in turn, is very important that you listen to these plugs and you follow them. <laughs> <laughs> if we are good influencers. <laughs> so please head over to Instagram and follow us at I Can Explain Podcast and personally at Sean.Lusk and at Brianne Williamson. Head over to TikTok, follow at Brianne nope. Williamson underscore. <laughs> do you want me to start plugging your TikTok or are you keeping it low key? I don't have one. Yeah, you do. Well, I have one just to like like things. Okay, well, fine. Everyone go try and find Sean. <laughs> <laughs> and then maybe he'll launch his TikTok career. Probably not. And um, yeah, as I mentioned earlier, leave us a review wherever you're listening. Please follow or subscribe. It really helps us out. And share this with your friends and family. And if you share it on social media, please tag us so we can repost. And thank you very much for your support. Wow. Great intro. Very influential. Yes. <laughs> trying to be. <laughs> um, so we were kind of talking. Uh, first, I'm just going to put a disclaimer uh, that my building does this nice thing that uh, they decide that they should leaf blow, which <laughs> Bree thought I said leave blow, like they were just leaving little packs of blow around, which would be much better than what they're actually doing. <laughs> leaf blow, mow the lawn, weed whack, mm-hmm. paint, work on cars like they do all that shit in one day and today is the day so if you hear motion and commotion oh and then usually when they do that the baby that lives below me (laughs) that makes it sound like they have their own apartment (laughs) the The baby baby bachelor that lives below uh the baby that lives below me usually starts crying at that so we're really walking on eggshells today (laughs) walking on bags of blow Yeah, so just that. You know what's a really good song? Walking on broken glass. That one hits different when you like. Walking on bags of blow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love it. You know what is an even better song? Casca Fuck. (laughs) Okay, so last night, Sean and I went with a few friends to a socially distant drag show. And this was very exciting because, as everyone in the world knows, COVID-19 is happening and we have not been able to do social activities like go to gay bars or queer events 
obviously pride same thing we didn't get to really have a pride weekend where we would usually be going to these events and the parade and all that good stuff so we were all super excited for it because it's just like it felt so good to be back in a queer space watching someone queer which is drag and uh it was a really good time but one of the performers was Scarlett Bobo, who I have seen li- perform live before um, and has been amazing every time. Yeah. Incredible performer. So if you watch Canada's Drag Race, you've seen her on there. And she's now in the, what, top five or six? Yeah, I think I think five now. Five, yeah. yeah. So she's doing really well. Um, but yeah, just a shout out to her because she is an amazing performant- performer in person, too. Um, if you've ever seen her, you know that. But last night... She was performing and she spiced it up for all of us because she performed her new hit single. Cascafuck. Cascafuck. Casco what? Cascafuck. Cascafuck. And when I tell you that it was an iconic performance, oh my God. Like the audience was screaming back the lyrics. I highly recommend that you go stream. On Spotify. And thank you so much for Scarlett Bobo sponsoring this podcast. We're just kidding. I'm totally We were talking about how Keskafuck, and now if you are a TikTok user, you mm-hmm. would hopefully uh, be aware of the other hit single, uh, Me Pawn. Mm-hmm. Uh, Me Pawn, Zoo, 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 as it goes. Yeah, as it, yeah. Um, And they're really both competing for Song of the Summer currently. Honestly. So. <laughs> we're going to put a poll <laughs> on the Instagram page, page at I Could Explain. Song of the Summer, Keska Fuck. Or, or Me Pong, Su 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 Su. No, but honestly, it is iconic. I can't get it out of my head. And all of our friends have been like singing it all day. And Scarlett, if you ever hear this, we need merch. Yeah. We absolutely need merch. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, Scarlett. So talking about merch. Yeah, talking about merch and influencers. Um, I mean, anyone who goes on a reality TV show kind of gets transitioned into being an influencer and today kind of what we wanted to talk about is the influencer space in general but more specifically how that's different for queer folks being an influencer because i think that you know there's all these different niches that people have followings for and i do feel like there are certain niches that are easier to be an influencer for in some sense, everything has its thing, right? So, for example, I can empathize with the fact that if you were a uh, fashion influencer, you might have a tougher time with body positivity or body shaming because it's all about clothes you're wearing in your body and, and posting body pictures and yeah. all this stuff. And, like, if you're a beauty influencer, it's a lot about your look. So I'm not taking away and saying that any niche is going to have certain amounts of backlash, but I also think that certain types of content is inherently non-political right? Absolutely. and also like non-controversial to a certain extent. Like if your thing is, you know, you're the sweater girl on Instagram who always, you know, matches sweaters with different looks. You found my alternate page. (laughs) (laughs) On sweaters. Yeah. (laughs) Then... You like I feel like it would be very hard for someone to nitpick the way that you are representing sweaters. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing there's nothing too deep about sweaters. But as soon as you are an LGBTQ plus influencer, just being LGBTQ plus is an out is a political statement within itself. Yeah. Um, just being 
you and living as your authentic truth is brave. Um, it's taking a stand. It's you know that for some people it's controversial. You know that some people are going to disagree with who you are. So just being you as any human being that's out and queer um, is a lot. Everyone, anyone who's queer knows that. But then you add to it that you have a platform and the person that you are is inherently controversial to a certain extent. And it adds all these different layers of while you're trying to do good by creating representation, you are opening yourself up with every new follower for potential backlash. Yeah. And you're also like we've talked about on this podcast a couple episodes ago, internalized homophobia. Like, I think any queer person would lie to a certain extent of saying that they don't have any form of internalized homophobia. So acknowledging that as a LGBTQ plus influencer, you're saying, okay, I'm already being out and proud, but then I'm going to add to it. I'm going to be out and proud to like the world. And I'm going to publicly talk about all these really intimate things like coming out and my experiences with like family and friends and relationships and all these different layers. And then you are opening yourself up to certain backlash that may trigger internalized homophobia. Our fave. Which is like, it's it's a lot. It's a lot different than certain other niches. And I think a lot of people, because of that, um, because it's such an important topic, put LGBTQ plus influencers on a higher pedestal of having to be perfect. Yep. Then they would sweater girl on Instagram. Exactly. I think there's also the danger, and we've talked about this before, and we try to drive home the point that our podcast, even in a small chunk of social media, Mm -hmm. I guess, is it social media? It's media. Anyways, (laughs) Um, our podcast is a small chunk of that, and we try to say as often as possible that we are only two people. We are white we are not the voice of all people in the community yes we say that all the time but then we've also said that having a queer podcast you almost are as well or people will assume that you are yeah you know and it's such a hard thing i think like with these experiences because if you are talking about your queer experience Mm -hmm. to help others you're not necessarily saying that this is the experience that everyone has Mm -hmm. but it's almost taken that way in a weird way you know i don't know there's like there's so many like more layers to it i think totally and i think i think that as much as we acknowledge that we do not speak for the lgbtq plus community it's also obvious to us that a lot of people listening may only listen to our podcast despite the fact that we suggest that you listen to other amazing podcasts out there um there's btt podcasts that you can look up on instagram um bad queers podcast uh to name a couple but some people you know they find one they like and we appreciate you listening so there's also a certain amount of responsibility because it's like if they're only gonna get I was about to say information. (laughs) (laughs) Would you rather lick a a bag of toenails? (laughs) But you know what I mean? If they're only going to get representation from one place, we have to take it seriously, obviously, that we are doing our best despite not being the voice for an entire community. Obviously, it's just still like if we are the one voice that someone is hearing, you want that to be the... 
a, a decent one. A, a decent opinion that's <laughs> yeah. like, you know, that's helpful to everyone in the community. Which as best we, we can. are unable to provide. <laughs> Honestly, it's tough. It's, it is. And no matter what you say, like, because the topic is so deep and because the niche is so deep, there's always going to be people, people that disagree. Yeah. And that's fine. And I think there... I'm not going to give every fucking queer influencer an out currently. Yeah. Um, but I do think... a. A good chunk of queer influencers, not all of them, I can think of a lot right mm. now that aren't. Yeah. <laughs> um, but a good chunk of them came to get a following because they had coming out stories. They yeah. had that content that people felt they could relate to. Mm. And that is why they have a following. Yeah. So inherently, I think a good chunk of queer influencers... <laughs> do have a decent perspective. There are a lot that don't. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, I am not there is not an out on that. But I would say more so mm-hmm. they do have a decent perspective. Yeah. Then general influencers. Yes. Like there are so many people that should not have any influence. Oh my and God. I feel like that is a good chunk of influencers. Oh, the Jake Pauls, the Tuna Mongooses, mm-hmm. all of these people. Yeah. And I think this is coming to a boiling point. Yeah. It has been for fucking race issues and all these other things yeah. that are dotted into their lives. But like with COVID, oh, it's God, been so, so apparent bad. that these people should not have a voice <laughs> because people yeah. will listen to it. That's... It's so- it's so privileged and irresponsible the yeah. way that so many influencers are acting. And it makes me like really angry because at the end of the day, a lot of these influencers and I'm speaking more like big, bigger influencers that here's a good way to divide it. I'm speaking to influencers that, that that's their full time job. Yeah. OK, so I think a lot of times what happens when your full time job is something like creating content is at a certain point with a certain amount of followers, it becomes difficult to relate back to how it would be if you had, you know, a standard job and all these different obstacles that regular people have to move through in life. When you're being told every day how awesome you are and how pretty you are and you get paid to hold up a bottle of Coca-Cola on in an Instagram picture while you saw traveling. My last yeah, post. I saw that. I saw it with the nice sweater in that Thank one. You. It was gorgeous. Yeah. Well really tra- match the Coke bottle. <laughs> yeah. While like on a sailboat in Greece and etc. I am not saying that it's not work. Okay. Like I do both. I have a more standard career, and then I also do the whole influencer gig. It is work. I I want to validate that because a lot of people roll their eyes and say like, "Oh, it's so easy," and whatever. You get to see the little pretty package to the end when your people are making content. And I'm speaking to, unfortunately, a minority of influencers that I really respect. It takes a lot of time and preparation. They're trying to make th- things that are actually going to like benefit the world, whether that's making someone laugh or change the world, change a perspective, help somebody. Um, I've been on brand trips before. The whole time you're focused on getting content. You're in a beautiful place. Yes, it's awesome. But you have to check 800 boxes of making sure you got photos of this, content of this, everything. It really is like you're creating like a travel show doc or something. You have this list of all these points you have to hit. So Yes, I'm not saying that it's like, oh, woe is me. I just wanted to acknowledge that I do think it's a real job. And I do think that people that um, there's a lot of people that I really respect how they use their platforms and how they do that job 
and they work really damn hard to do a really good job of being an influencer. Then there's the other side of things of these people. And I find it kind of correlates with people that get big followings really fast Mm -hmm. because they don't understand the grind of it. I've noticed that personally. Um, There's the people that, you know, had a bit of a slower climb, some faster than others, but they understand the work you have to put in. And then there's like the, you know, I hate throwing out a name, but on my um, IGTV series, Sipper Spill with Jade Fox last night, we were talking about this influencer, Emma Chamberlain's of the world. And I'm not saying anything bad about Emma Chamberlain particularly, but this is a good non-controversial, I'd say, that I know of, example of someone who I I don't think is a bad person, but literally overnight blew up. Yeah. Okay, so she's the kind of person that she can literally... Post a TikTok just standing there, does nothing, no value to the content, in my opinion, um, and gets like three million views. So with those types of people that are super young, have never had to have a full-time regular job, have never had to go through a certain level of schooling or like worry about paying for education, um, worry about their future, all these life struggles. Like you're 18, all of a sudden you have all this money, all these people telling you you're so wonderful. You really aren't relatable like and a lot of them the problem is is they try and still be relatable but it's like you have millions and millions of dollars at 18 yeah and you live in a mansion in la and um you have no real worries like when it comes to actually surviving yeah life well i also think that is the danger of your i mean i fucking love tiktok as well me pon su 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 um (laughs) but i think that is the danger of your favorite app is that Mm. it has a trajectory currently that is far beyond even Instagram in its heyday. Like, the amount of followers that people can get overnight is crazy, unheard of. Actually unheard of. Like, people will go from being no one, nothing... Not as like they have no worth, but yeah. um, meaning piece of shit, wise. garbage, <laughs> ugly, nasty. Yeah, follower wise, hundred followers yeah. to millions. They'll wake up the next day and have three million because one of their videos went viral. exactly, yeah. and then they all get together in these houses, hype house, all oh, these God, fucking yeah. teen houses. So they're just surrounded by people their age with the same opinions yeah. who are brands are rich, throwing money at brands them. are yeah. making it rain. Mm-hmm. It's like and. These are the people that young people are turning to mm-hmm. <laughs> to get their content, but then also to get their understanding of the world. Totally. And it's like, fuck. And then with COVID, they keep having all these fucking parties. Oh God, and it's, it's like, first of all, you have the responsibility as an influencer uh-huh. to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. God damn it. Show yourself wearing a fucking mask, distance, yeah. stay in your bubble. Mm-hmm. They're not doing any of this shit. And then speaking to the states specifically it's like you have so much money that if you get sick you'll it won't ruin you probably you'll go to the hospital you'll pay your bill like Mm -hmm. covid will suck for you like it's terrible but so many people watching your videos and your tiktoks Mm -hmm. don't have that money if they get sick it'll like ruin their whole fucking family and life for years So it's like, oh, it's so frustrating. It's just coming from (laughs) such a place of privilege and it's such a shame because I feel like uh, it's just, it, it, there's no other way to put it. It's so um, self-centered and privileged. Yeah. Like, to be like, oh, well, 
I have 3 million followers, so I guess that means I'm allowed to have a 300-person house party. Yeah. I think it's the poor people that should just stay home. Yeah, the people you guys are like doing no good following. work in, like, like the, the poor places. Yeah, do, do that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I've got to work on this TikTok dance with 300 of my closest friends in my yeah. backyard. Um, And it's so irresponsible and gross and disgusting, and, like, the fact that there's just no awareness. But it also shows with these legit children how... No one is telling them no. Yeah. Right? It's like the classic, like, young celebrity problem that they always go off the rails because all these people are making so much money off of these kids. Like, they really are, like, products at that point. Yeah. When it, when someone has, like, 10 million TikTok followers, the amount of money they have from brands, like, I can't even tell you. Like, I'll tell you straight up, because I don't have a problem talking about money in the sense to give you a in a relative way when i do an instagram post i probably make two thousand dollars that's with about fifty thousand followers right now imagine someone with 10 million yeah imagine hundreds of thousands hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars for one picture or one tiktok and you're 18 and your management and your whole whatever is getting cuts of that so they don't tell you no because they want you to keep making this content they want you to just keep being your 18 year old self and because at the end of the day you are their income yeah and it's like such a dangerous like formula and they are around all these other kids that also don't have to work also don't have to worry about left their Homes. homes and a lot of the time a weirdly as we've seen with fucking like Lindsay lohan and yeah. britney spears and all these people like <laughs> they leave their families but a lot of the time their families are just going to exploit them as well oh, like yeah. you became they, a product to your family oh yeah they're paying for their families' lives yeah. and everything else so it's like it's just really crazy and i and once again it's not to knock everyone because i don't think it's not the case for everyone like there's a lot of people I think if you are supporting someone on social media, the question that I always ask myself is what are they giving to the world? Yeah. Like if if you can answer that question for anyone you follow and you think it's more positive than it is negative, then that's fine. Even if it's someone who's making you laugh. I'm not saying that they have to like be like talking politics or talking about queer issues and stuff. I think they should. Honestly, I think anyone with a platform should. But if it's something that you go every day and you watch their videos and they, they make you laugh and it feels good, yeah. then yeah, great. But if if it's you're watching it because it's drama and they're doing all this stuff. Like, why are we supporting those people? It's yeah. honestly such a shame to me because honestly, the reason that most of these people have followers is because they're good looking. Yeah. Absolutely. Especially since I think it's more obvious than ever. Cause people used to argue, yeah, they're good looking, but I also like their personality. I also like this, blah, blah. With TikToks, you can't tell. Are you getting a personality? They're are not you talking. are they dancing to me, Ponce? They're, <laughs> they're not anything. They're not putting any effort into their content. Like exactly. they're literally just standing there, half assed doing a dance, and they have like 70 million, 50 million, 20 million, like crazy numbers of followers. Well, I think uh an example of that for me, and these are two people in the LGBTQIA community. Yeah. But I recently unfollowed Jeffree Star yeah. and Nikita Dragon. Right. Both gave me like being icons. Mm. She was giving me like amazing looks and drama yeah. and, you know, all this stuff. And Jeffree Star does the same, has great makeup. I have mm. some of his makeup. But all this shit coming out about them, like <laughs> blackfishing blatant racism yeah. um having covid parties yeah. it's like 
there's no accountability. And obviously I know that me unfollowing them does literally nothing because they are amassing so many followers still. Mm -hmm. But it's just so frustrating to see these people with so much power also in our community once again i'm putting them on a (laughs) higher pedestal um but it's just so frustrating and disheartening yeah totally (laughs) um so yeah i was like you know what this is the end of my road for you (laughs) and i think this has been like really a year of awareness for a lot of people about that listen kylie said like 2018 was the year of realization (laughs) but she was a few years off (laughs) 2020 is the year of realizing yeah yeah Uh, (laughs) but and I think that that's fine. Like, I did an edit, too. Like, I looked through everyone that I was following and asked myself why I'm following them and if their content actually makes me feel good or, like, what is it adding to my day? Because social media can also be a big problem for mental health. Like, yeah. If you did miss the cut on me I, as well, yeah. by the way. I did have to cut you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like what you were posting. Yeah, that's, you that was the it. answer. Yeah, that that's could. totally yeah. fair. Um, but, yeah, if you're looking at your feed every day and, like, people are making you feel like shit, even if it's just from a place of, like, they're making you feel bad about yourself or your body, like, in compare, like you're comparing yourself, like, it, that doesn't necessarily not on them but you just have to make sure that like what your feed is showing you is something that's going to add you value in some way i think yeah and then also like you have to understand that at the end of the day like your follows likes engagement is what gives these people power and money and influence influence. (laughs) so like you have to remember that by promoting or supporting their content you are supporting what they're putting out into the world. So if they're putting out stuff that you do not agree with, whether it's, you know, racism, hate, they're not speaking out on important issues, even though they have these huge platforms. And, but you're like, ah, but they dance cute. It's like, ask yourself, like, do you really think that that's good for you to be supporting that platform where you could take your energy somewhere else to engage with the content? Because ask any influencer, I'll tell you, like, it's all about engagement. Yeah. You know, comments, likes. And that's why on the flip side of things, if there are people that you really enjoy or you think that they're doing really awesome things or making you laugh, support them. You don't have to, like, pay money for their merch or pay money for content or send them money or whatever it is. Like, share their content, like their content, comment on it, send it to a friend. Like, all of that has so much value. And when you realize that you have value, I think people are starting to become more aware of that and then in turn being more careful with the type of content that they support and interact with. I know I am. Because, like, I used to be, like, I same with Jeffree Star. Like, that's a recent one for me. And, like, for ages, I would watch all of Jeffree Star's stuff and, like, like it and send it to friends and everything else. And that's just one example. But there was, like, quite a few that I had to kind of clear off because I'm, like, I don't feel good about promoting this platform. Yeah. Even if... Even if it's just me, like, you know, like Jeffree Star, trust me, is not crying at, at, in his 8,000 bedroom mansion <laughs> that I unfollowed him. But, On his throne of Pomeranian. <laughs> but if everyone starts thinking that way about influencers in general, yeah. um, I think it will make a change in being more careful about who is getting these platforms. Well, I think it's the same Sorry, I cut you off. No. Um, I think it's the same as voting. Yeah, that exactly. It, there is that mentality, yeah. and I find myself doing it as well, that I'm just one vote. I'm just one person. I'm just one consumer. What does it mean? But yeah. also, like, especially with being a consumer, like, 
one person adds up. Yeah. <laughs> if a lot of people are saying, I don't like what you're doing, mm-hmm. you need to change. Like, eventually, if a lot of people are like, I'm just one person. Well, now you're a group of single people. Yes. (laughs) And that alone has power in itself, so. Something else that I think personally needs to stop is giving, like, have the same energy for everybody. Yeah. Because I have realized that people that speak out on important topics and kind of put themselves out there to try and, like, make change in the world, people judge them harder. Yeah. Because when they do slip up, people are like, well, you're supposed to be this person who you you preach about all this stuff, you believe all this stuff, um, but then you're not perfect. So, like, that's annoying to me. So I, I get that because I, I can see, like, if, if, for example, an easy way to put it is if your platform was about being vegan, okay? Right. And if everything not, you posted... Not yet, but it is on its way. <laughs> in the works, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> if everything you posted about was about being vegan, and then one day you ate... Uh, a fucking I don't know piece of cheese okay okay let's say I don't know why you ate a piece of cheese you ate a piece of cheese uh-huh. and uh, that photo got put on the internet okay and your whole thing's about being vegan you best believe everyone's gonna come for you because you preach about being vegan all the time and then you ate even though you've only eaten one piece of cheese in your life you ate that piece of cheese yeah whereas those same people that would come for that vegan might also follow people that eat cheeseburgers every day on their stories. But just because they've never said anything about animal rights or being vegan, they don't get come for. Right. So it's like as soon as you... They don't s- get came on. Yeah. They, <laughs> no one comes on them. Yeah. But it's like as soon as you say that you support something or believe something, yeah. it's almost dangerous, which is unfortunate because cancel culture is so, like scary that some people are afraid to speak out about certain things because then they feel like they're expected to be perfect in that area um and i think that's a problem i think that there's a difference between holding people accountable and expecting people to be perfect yeah and that's why i think cancel culture can be dangerous because on the flip side of things like the example of the Burgers. I'm just gonna fucking say it. Okay, Lundy. It's been a whole thing in the lesbian <laughs> world. I was like, I twenty nine minutes and fifty <laughs> seconds. I was wondering how long it would take. <laughs> okay, so a recent one that if if you don't know if you are LGBTQ specifically, you identify as a woman. Even Listen, more specifically, if you don't know who Lundy is, count yourself blessed. <laughs> Honestly, that's the thing. But you've probably heard at this point about all the drama. So I'll sum it up for you really quick. Lundy is the cheeseburger eater example (laughs) of LGBTQ plus rights, meaning she never speaks out about LGBTQ plus rights. She never speaks out about politics. She never speaks out about racial issues. She really uses her platform for pretty much nothing below surface level content. Yeah. It's photos of her. Tongue inside a mouth. Tongue inside a mouth, p- trying to poke out of her cheek. Not, yeah, tongue yeah. inside of mouth, like in not the, tongue. Doing the her thing, tongue is like, inside of her in, mouth. In and pushing out. It's doing the thing where when I was like in grade nine, people in my school used to do where they'd pretend they were sucking a penis. Yeah. And they would like pretend to be holding a penis and then jam their tongue right. against the side of your mouth. That's apparently her go-to pose. Yeah. Um. So those types of photos... And, you know, a lot of party pictures, um, really nothing of honestly A lot substance. of, like, drinking in the back of cars, like, a yeah. lot of, like, concerning. Questionable, <laughs> concerning stuff, considering her following is very young and very large. Um, 
So I have had a problem with this for a long time. I'm not saying that everyone has to talk out about everything. I'm not saying that that is an obligation um, for everybody and people have different viewpoints on that. But I do think that if you are benefiting off of a largely young and LGBTQ plus audience and you have this huge platform that has afforded you the lifestyle to not have to work, to just get to party with your friends every day and do a few posts, like I think she has like 300,000 on on Instagram and like a million on TikTok and all these things. You have this privilege. You are white and you have an opportunity to use that platform in even the smallest laziest way. Yeah. Like every once in a while just sprinkle in a message of any sort of value. Honestly. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't take a lot, okay? I'm not saying that you have to be like Mother Teresa. Yeah, leading the parade, you know, leading the march. Like, just be at it, okay? Every once in a while, show up. Yeah, yeah. And she wasn't doing that. And obviously, in this year where there was a lot of movements that uh, surfaced that were very long overdue and necessary, um, something that people that were following her were noticing was that in... Uh, she hadn't spoken out at all about the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, I mean, even further than that, she had some uh, so that was it. So that yeah. So at first, it was that she had not spoken out, yeah. and then she like got called out for doing that for like two weeks, not saying shit, and then she did some half-ass like one Instagram story, like oh whoops, forgot to post. So trust me, I've been. She was literally to. like, I had never even heard of it. Yeah, like, no, that was literally, my like dad. wow, I've been tra- I've been traveling, I've been like swimming or something. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck she said. <laughs> and, and <laughs> Sorry, I really got my tongue stuck in the side of my mouth for a while there. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and she didn't say anything, and then it came out all these videos. Of her doing, like, really disturbing racial, racist, shitty things, like, all across the board. Uh, You know, there were slurs, uh, derogatory comments, uh, racist jokes, like, the list goes on. Yeah. And it's not like it was a one-off. Like, it was very clearly there. You can make quite a large folder out of it, okay? And then she came back, clearly, once again, having done zero to learn or grow because if she had she would know the first thing that you don't do when you're talking about racial issues is say i know black people yeah so i've dated a black person yeah so her instead of apologizing her thing was if you actually knew me you'd know i'm not racist because i dated a black girl what like you're not even apologizing if you actually knew me so you're like putting it on people like oh you guys just don't know me yeah like you didn't do the work to see to past see. my plethora of racist acts. <laughs> like, what the fuck? So everyone came for her for, like, two weeks. And by everyone came for her, I mean uh, her following count didn't go down. It also went up. It went up. Because this is what pissed me off. Yes. Her following count went up because people were talking about her. Yeah. On Twitter. Everywhere. On Instagram. Yeah. So her name was getting out there to people that hadn't heard of her before. So they were finding her profile and being like, this is an attractive lesbian and following. And it's like, if somebody's name is on Twitter trending, maybe do a little bit of research. (laughs) The reason you got to that profile that you think is hot is because people were talking about how racist she's been. 
Yeah. So... But they were like, she is a hot racist, though. <laughs> like, like, fuck, fuck me. <laughs> honestly. So this is what Kesca I mean by fuck. <laughs> fuck, honestly. So anyways, um, she has since made like one other post of like, oh, I spoke too soon. Some other bullshit apology. And then waited like three days and then now has just gone back to consistent posting of her tongue in the mouth, you know, showing her stomach on a different beach bar every day, Florida style shenanigans. Like it never happened. Mm -hmm. All the comments, all it is is about how hot she is. Everyone's liking it. Rinse and repeat. (laughs) Honestly, like it it never happened. And what pisses me off, first and foremost, is that how fucked up that is as someone who oh i just can't even imagine being like i'm a white person and i'm pissed off yeah i cannot imagine being a person of color seeing how little the lgbtq plus community has shown up for them because it this person being blatantly racist you still think that you should follow and support them because you're privileged. They haven't offended you. Exactly. So you as a white person get to say, but I think she's hot. I accept that apology. So I'm just going to accept that apology. not yours to accept. (laughs) And not not support my fellow LGBTQ plus community members that are people of color that are saying this person is not okay. Who we have a fucking community because of. (laughs) Honestly. So it's just like the whole thing is fucking disturbing to me. Um, I'm over it. I'm honestly sickened by it. And... That's just, like, one very recent prominent example. And the reason that I bring that all up is obviously for the message of the importance of putting, like, your support in places that it's you're supporting people that you actually believe in what they believe. But also because I think it's important to mention that on the flip side of things, there are plenty of my friends that are LGBTQ plus influencers that I think if they said even one of the hundred things that Lundy has said or done one time their career would be over because they're the types of people that speak out about issues weekly, if not daily. You're bringing it back to the cheeseburger. I'm bringing it back to the vegans. Yes. Okay. So meaning it's all your fault. Vegans, myself included. Honestly. (laughs) So if they even once said something, even somewhat along those lines, it would be a shit storm. Yeah. No one would ever let it go. No one would ever collab with them again. No one would ever hang out with them. Brands wouldn't work with them. They'd be donezo. But because people don't put Lundy or other influencers like that, she's trust me, she's one of many on that pedestal because she's never given them anything fucking good to put them on the pedestal for. She gets a pass because they're like, oh, she's just like that. She yeah. just doesn't understand. She doesn't know. Well, I'm sick of people getting the pass because they're ignorant. Yeah. Like the information is out there. Fucking grow up. Exactly. And then there's everyone on the other side that's trying to do all this work and trying to change the world and trying to use their platforms. And they do things that are nowhere near like i'm not saying that they've even said one racist thing but they'll have one slip up like eating one bite of cheese yeah and i mean canceled. i mean like accountability is good for everybody Absolutely. but also you're right same energy is very important i think it's just that's what it comes down to i'm not saying that you shouldn't call these people out when they make mistakes yeah. one mistake or a thousand mistakes call it out i i completely agree with everyone should be held accountable but what i'm saying is like you need to have that same energy across the board it needs to stop where people with influencers are like, oh, but they're just not that kind of influencer. Also, they don't know about also that. Also, s- calling somebody out is incredibly important, I think. Mm-hmm. Part of ca- cancel culture, I think, is important. Yeah. However, the part I don't agree with is it's not necessarily calling them out. 
it's in my opinion somebody might have a differing opinion uh-huh. than me it's once called out how do they address it yes. how do they move forward how are they, they worthy change? of a second chance yeah. was this a slip up or is this their life you know yeah. i think there are layers to it oh, but absolutely. i will say that i was uh bringing this back to tiktok boys mm. I knew that we were in for some danger because yeah. when I was in high school, mm-hmm. the big thing to do was to have man bangs. Okay. And I feel like I was my most confused and mm. shadiest person. Well, right. not shady in like words, but just like most confused, least uh, influence worthy okay. when I had man boy bangs. Right. And so to see all of these TikTok boys. Right. Being so popular yeah. and still having man boy bangs. Yeah. I I just knew if I can't see your forehead, I don't trust you. I don't trust your opinions <laughs> yeah. on the world. Yeah. I couldn't agree with that more. Thank you. So I think that's another <laughs> important note for our listeners. Yeah. If someone has man boy bangs, yeah. probably move evolve. them out of the way because there might be something racist underneath. <laughs> <laughs> I also want to um make a point in saying that. I have a couple names off the top of my mind, but I'm done name dropping. I've done a lot of effort. I've dug myself <laughs> a deep grave on this episode. Um, I am so fucking sick of these influencers traveling. Oh, yeah, T. Because, and I've just got to say it. It's one thing to travel. Okay, I'm not saying it's okay at all, but it's one thing to travel secretly. Okay, Mm -hmm. and literally be like, okay, I think it's safe for me to travel. Yes. Um, And I am going to choose to do that with my own safety procedures and social distancing that I have approved for myself. And my local government says that I'm allowed to do X, Y, Z and doing that on the lowdown and following the guidelines of your local government, whatever. I think that there is a huge problem with having an international audience of all sorts of ages that you know you influence and not only doing something that is inherently like not necessary right now absolutely not um but also making it like clout yeah and like obnoxiously posting about it because You have to be so self-centered and in your own world to not think about the fact that while you might decide it's okay for you in your local area, all these you're telling all of these people watching you that you think it's okay to just get on a plane and fly wherever the fuck you want right now and travel all over the place. And I don't care how hard you try and social distance. You ain't. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Especially like, if you're going somewhere and then traveling around said and, place. And, like, going all over the place and experiencing yeah. all the, like, tourist destinations and everything else. It's like... Keska fuck. <laughs> honestly. Keska fuck. Because I don't understand how you would think it's responsible yeah. to promote that t- type of behavior. Like, that's what I'm that's the the biggest issue for me. Not only people find out that you're traveling, but literally doing it as like promotable content. Yeah. I think is just like I think that there's a really big problem and it comes down to like privilege and like honestly just not being relatable and understanding like what 
certain people are going through right now. Like, there's so many people that are literally scared. They've lost family members. Like, they've lost their jobs, family members. The like, government, there's like fucking like 30 million people unemployed in the States. Like, yeah, it's crazy. The government is clawing at ways to try and convince young people to stay home, yeah, not travel, They're literally not recruiting fucking Seth Rogen and oh, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. Like, literally. I had an email last week from one of the local provincial uh, BC health um, officials asking me, hey, as someone who lives here and is an influencer, um, how can we get this message across to young people that they shouldn't be going to parties, that yeah. they shouldn't be gathering in big groups. Like we are clearly missing the mark and we need all the help we can get. So I like engaged with them and like some ideas, but how frustrating is it that there's so many people trying to do that work and trying to portray that message. And then you have other people being like, "Woo, look at me. I'm going all over the place. <laughs> and it's like, hope you met the read the fine print that you should only do this. If you're in this area and doing this and all this, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no people who follow you are clicking through 800 stories a day yeah. and they're quickly seeing that you're traveling and having fun and acting like nothing fucking is going on in the world and it pisses me off like honestly it's so out of touch of what's happening i also just think that in a pandemic yeah the government should not have to reach out to people to see how they can convince young people to stay inside with influencers like, like honestly and my two notes on travel are just because you can doesn't mean you should. Yeah. And also, just because some international borders were opened, they were still opened. If you read the not-so-fine print yeah. that actually came right after uh, <laughs> when they were announced, they were still opened for essential travel. Travel. Which means travel, that is, essential. essential. <laughs> like, I'm talking, there's people that can't see their family members right now. Yeah. Like you said, people lost jobs, like health issues. Like, the world is a fucking disaster, and it's just so out of touch. And I think that that is the problem. That's why, honestly, influencers get a fucking bad rep. Yeah. Because people are like, how are we supposed to relate to you or, like, appreciate you when you are so, like, thinking that you get to, like, break the rules or be above other people just yeah. because, like, you have, like, a certain amount of and followers. Greece and Paris and Italy mm. will all be there after this. Yeah. We just have to get to that point together, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> so I know this seemed like a lot of hate today. Am I sorry? No, because just I, go back to listen to. Just go back to last <laughs> week when we talked about licking toenails. Honestly, <laughs> like if you if you want a lighter vibe, that that was. We it. like to switch it up. We though. do a little heavy, a little light. Yeah, and sometimes like I leave. That are heavier episodes, and I feel like, oh, should we have kept it lighter? But you know what? I think that is um, touching on what we talked about today. I think it would be irresponsible of to us just keep it light. to just keep it light all the time and not use our platform every once in a while to try and like sit each other down, hold each other accountable, and also put a message out there that says, listen, we're in a fucking pandemic. There's also some amazingly necessary movements going on. Yeah. And if you have any sort of platform, I don't care if it's five people or five million people, you need to be asking yourself, what are you doing to make a change for the world? And also, who are you supporting and what are they doing? Keska fuck are you doing for the world? Keska fuck. <laughs> also, ghost from Keska yeah. fuck, because honestly, song incredible <laughs> song, especially if you're a Greater Vancouver local, because yeah. there are some little hidden local moments. Yeah. Song of the Summer, for staying in your apartment with your group and yes. wearing a mask when you go outside. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And I also want to acknowledge that Sean and I are 
so far from perfect. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Yeah. So we are definitely not sitting here and being like, oh, we're perfect. So look at all these people that are not. Everyone is adjusting every day. And I think speaking to what Sean said earlier about I, it's more it's less about what people do in some cases and more about how people change and adjust and are willing to grow. And I think that both of us have plenty of mistakes and we will continue to make mistakes. But we are open to being held accountable and we're open to being to learning and, and just always willing to grow <laughs> always willing to grow so because i think there's an issue when you say that there is no room for growth in someone there's always oh room for there's growth. always room yeah so we want to thank you our listeners for holding us accountable i know we try we uh kind of called some people out and held them accountable today whoops um <laughs> but not you know it's important we got to do it sometimes next week we'll be back to licking toenails yeah <laughs> um wherever you're listening please follow or subscribe also make sure to give us a rating um five stars only please honestly we're definitely hold us accountable but give us five stars yeah we're definitely gonna one star from lundy (laughs) (laughs) yeah um and um what else can you do for us you can follow us on instagram at i can explain podcast and personally at sean.lusk and at brianne williamson and until next time, we will see, see you around, around the, the gamer gamer head. Head. I'm excited when it's not hot as fuck in here. Let's see.